Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Pete and Sebastian Show. With Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Biscuit, it's Jimmy from Boston. Biscuit, do you realize how frustrating it is as a listener to have to hear you answer the phone three times with these interruptions? I mean, you can't... Hold on. Hello? Hey, I'm in the middle of something. Alright. No, I'll call you. Alright. How annoying it is and how much of the flow is just... Disrupted. I mean, Petey's over there with his nuts hanging. He don't know what to do. He knows the DJ Lou's got to play bits and clips. And here you are running around because you don't know how to handle your business and take care of these phone calls before you start the show. It's just annoying, brother. I don't know what else to tell you. You're better than that. Oh, shit. Hello? No. Yeah. I, no, I got to do my later. And then I'll call you. Back. All right. All right, bye. And later. Pete and Sebastian show. We're back. So what's up, man? You uh, you had a problem on the, you had the airplane stories. You just flew into Arizona and you said you were on the tarmac and JFK for two hours. What do you got? Did you yell at anybody today? What's up? No, I didn't yell at anybody today. It was weather related. What are you going to do? But uh, I had an interesting request at the very end of my flight that I couldn't wait to ask you if you would think... This is too much. Someone shouldn't be asking this. All right. Next to me is a foreign dude. Uh, he, I only know that because he a couple times said something to me. He's like, I don't speak very good English. I think he was from Spain or something. Okay, about the same age as me, you know, early 40s. He's sitting there. He's doing something on his phone with about an hour left in the flight. I'm sleeping. He gives me a little nudge night, tap on my arm. I look up, and I'm on the window, so it's not like he needs the bathroom. His phone died. He noticed I had a computer. Could he plug his phone into the side of my computer and steal my power from my computer to keep playing on his phone or whatever he was doing? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, was, I was thrown off by the request. You want to steal my battery power? You don't want to steal the battery he, maybe he's got a device in his phone where he could steal all your information. Get back. Take a walk. Holy shit, dude. I let him do it, too. Oh, come on, man. What are you that like- doing? He could have... I feel the same way about that that I do jump in somebody's car. I don't want what they got. Shit, now you're free. Yeah, but what do I got on my computer? I got a couple of shitty scripts. That's about it. I don't know. Photos, emails. God knows what he took from the computer. 
Oh man, I do, but nothing. I don't. I don't do naked photos. Well, that's too bad. I'm not talking naked. That could be. It could be a of a dear Sadie. So what? So what is he doing with those? Who knows what these maniacs do with this stuff? <laughs> Come on, man! You should know better than this. I mean, and and how did you say? Oh yeah, sure. Were you like? I mean, give me the. Well, you know me, man. With my phone and my computer, I'm always on limited power. So I said, dude, I just finished working on my computer. I only have 22% power left, but, uh, you know, and he goes, I don't, I don't understand. I, I said, no, my computer is only about 22% power left. And he started to get it, and I go, but, you know, I'm not going to use it again until I get to the hotel, so you can drain it if you want. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you. And then I did watch for a minute, uh, and he seemed to be – Texting or something with his phone. Maybe he was just telling the guy on the other end, are you getting all this shit? <laughs> <laughs> are you getting his bank passwords? Oh, God oh, damn. Man. I'm an idiot. Come on. I thought you would know better than this. You know, being a, a New York City resident for so long with scams. I know, but this guy came... Now I'm only going to sound like more of an idiot because I'm about to say, but he came across as so like just a nice guy who needed some power. Yeah, that's what everybody yeah. says after the guy goes berserk and say, ah, we thought he was a great guy. We never really had a problem with him. Mm -hmm. You know, there is something to be said, though, for that thing like where we're not saying enough because at one point, bro, halfway through the flight, I look up and way up in front of me, way up in front of me. It's a big plane. There was a woman standing on her seat, and then her arms were holding her up, and she was getting something out of her uh, bag in the over in the uh, above compartment. Instead of taking her bag down, trying to fish it out, and I only noticed because when she was holding on, she had giant biceps. She was a bodybuilder woman. Mm. It's interesting. It's interesting. And, uh, and she was fishing in there, I am not kidding you, bro, for four, maybe five solid minutes. When does somebody say, yo, what the fuck is she fishing up there for? Uh, I, I feel like she's up there trying to get a match lit. I don't, but we're all just always so concerned about being embarrassed that, we, you know, that's how that shit happens. Well, do you think you're the only one that saw that on the plane? Or do you think other people were kind of whispering and going, what is she doing in the bag? No, you're like me, bro. We're very Italian. We look around to see if anyone else has a problem with what we have a problem with. <laughs> and no, nobody did. Nobody ever does. It's bizarre. I don't know if, if people are not looking. They don't see that. But, I mean, 30 seconds into that whole thing, I'm seeing that and I'm like... Is somebody going to help this woman? I mean, if I was there, I would I would tap her on the leg and go, you want to just bring the bag down? Wouldn't that be easier? Well, what made it all so disconcerting was the size of this chick's biceps. <laughs> I thought she was trying to pull the plane down from one side. There was no helping her. She didn't need help. That's very clear. I mean, that's what I noticed first. I was like long hair and giant arms. I was like, oh, that's a chick. Oh, man. And then, but I should have said, like, to the guy next to me, right? Well, he don't speak English, and he was too busy stealing my computer power. But <laughs> <laughs> I should have been like, the fuck is she doing, right? And he would have went, ah, ha, ha, forget it. So that's that. What's up? How was the wedding? Oh, man, there's been so much going on here in Florida. First, let me open up by 
by saying tonight my father-in-law invited me to his book club to discuss a book that they all read i guess once a month they they have a book they read it and they get together over dinner and drinks and discuss the book i go i didn't even you know i didn't read the book what do you want me there for he goes eh, just come we talk about politics. We barely even talk about the book. I go, did you read it? He goes, yeah, I read it. I go, what book is it? It's Warren Buffett's favorite book that I think was written in 1964. Now, I'm going to be around the table with guys in their 60s and 70s discussing Warren Buffett's book. I mean, there's got to be something that comes out of this, no? Oh, yeah, you got to go. I've always been fascinated by the book club. I've never been a member of one, but I uh, always found it kind of interesting. How does it work? Do you sit down and does somebody go, Ted, why don't you kick us off? What would you think of the ending? Yeah, I, I don't know. And then when it gets to me, do, does my father-in-law just stand up and go, kid don't read? I mean, I don't know. What I, I, look, I mean, come on, man. You got to see through the lines here on some level. You're doing really well. You're fucking one of the best comedians working on the planet. And it's nice to show off my son-in-law, whether he read the goddamn book or not. Oh, so, so I'm just there as like a showpiece? Yeah, it would be in your best <laughs> effort to try to be funny whenever you open your mouth. <laughs> I mean, you know all these men going home going, yeah, so then, you know, he was there. He actually showed up. And he's like trying to talk about the book. We're like, fuck the book. We want you to make us laugh. <laughs> so that, it, it, if everybody at the table knows I'm a comedian, do I have the responsibility to make the table laugh? I mean, do you go into things going, I got to be funny tonight? Yes. Once in a while, I'll go to the Polish club with my father-in-law. I owe him one. I haven't in a while. But I know it means a lot to him to bring me in there. And uh, especially after if I had just been on TV. But then on top of that, I got to bring it, baby. I got to bring it. I mean, they were easy. They like fucking real jokes, like two, two Jews walking to a bar type jokes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, if you go in there and do your laid back, I'm not working tonight, cool mode. No, they don't want that from you. Oh, man. I didn't know this. I, I got I to gotta put up a, a show tonight. Then. Oh, bro. As soon as you walk in, you should look at everyone and go, I didn't read the book. Take a pause and go, but don't worry, I saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. You got to oh, do that. Oh, that's great. Oh, man. Yeah, so, so uh, I got that tonight. Last night, we went out with uh, Lana's friend. By the way, um, I went to go see a movie called Fury last night, F-U-R-Y with Brad Pitt. Yeah. Amazing. I felt like it, it's it's a war movie, and I felt like I was uh, in the tank with these guys. I know all about this movie. Oh, you do? Uh, I'm a big fan of Brad Pitt, but I got a lot of problems with this movie that you're bringing up here. Well, what's the problem? Uh, well, first of all, it, it's interesting because one re thing said it was great, and the other one said it was terrible. Now, you liked it? I liked it not only the fact that I think the war scenes, the fight scenes were fantastic, but I really felt like I got a a bird's eye view of what it would be like to be in a tank in World War II fighting the Germans. With Brad Pitt. <laughs> With Brad Pitt, whose hair 
was phenomenal throughout the movie. This guy went through like a, a four minute gun battle and he was shot three times and as he slid back into the tank, his hair was perfect. See? Bruce Willis turned this part down because it was too unrealistic. <laughs> do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? What This is what I'm having a problem with. Now, by the way, I have to ask you, because there's a few things I read about it and, and previews and stuff. Um, did Shia LaBeouf's war wounds, his cuts on his face, did they stand out to you more so than the cuts on the other actors' faces, the other stars in any capacity? I'll, I'll, there's a reason why I'm asking that. And I know why you're asking that, because this guy did self-inflicted wounds. Now, uh, I didn't notice it. I noticed it because when I went in, I knew he had cut his own face. But if it was up to me, I'd tell the makeup people, hey, get the cuts on that cheek. I ain't cutting into the into my own flesh. But this guy, LaBeouf, man... He had tears ready to go at any moment. I mean, the, the sensitivity that this guy brought to the movie, his, his his eyes welling up. He had that cry where, you know, where the tears just puddle in the eye, but they don't come out of the eye? Yeah. I, know, I don't wow. know if he, he plans that. If he like holds back the tear where it just doesn't drip, if that's an acting technique, that's 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 such that's the move of a man when you're like, look at he wants to cry, but he knows he's a man and he can't. Yeah, so don't let that break. Don't let that tear break and roll. Don't let it roll, soldier. Can you control your tear output? Because he he literally had his eyes full of tears, but nothing was coming out. And it's just like you said, he was a man holding back tears. And I wonder if you could feel a tear in your eye. And, and you know, sometimes you feel it. You're like, I can't let it go. I can't let it go. I'm around people. I'm wondering if you could retract your own tear tears that are coming out of your eyeballs. Well, I, I know I can't because that happened to me just two nights ago, which we'll, I'll get to in a sec if you remind me. But with this LaBeouf, all right, the nightmare that this guy is to deal with, you know, Alec Baldwin and him clashed, uh, you know, he's psycho. Um, was his performance above and beyond everybody else's where you're like, wow, it is worth all the baggage he comes with? I, I thought I thought walking away from the movie, his performance was... One of the best in the movie, yes. One one of the best performances in that movie or in any movie you've ever seen? Uh, that movie. I don't think it's top ten performances I've ever seen, but I think in that movie he, he really shined. Why? Well, like if, what, what, if you and I were in the tank, like, do you think you'd go home to, to Lana if you were in the tank and go, oh, this guy's cutting his fucking face. He hasn't showered since we started. And uh, he's kind of an asshole. But uh, you tell me, Lana, you tell me when this comes out if you think he's that much better than me in the tank. Because I-, I don't know. Well, I tell you what, if, if all those things that you just mentioned uh, were happening and then this guy did a cry scene where nothing came out of his face but just puddles of water in his eyeballs, I would say to Lana... I don't care if the guy smells, he's cutting his face. The way this guy cries in a movie, it's it's phenomenal. And and, and I'll let all that other stuff go. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's an art. It's an, an art. art. It's an art, man. Best job I ever had. Best job I ever had. Best job I ever had. But after that, we met Lana's friend. Uh, she was having a little birthday party at this uh, restaurant, and she had some friends with her. Now, I don't know these people, and this is the reason I don't like saying I'm a comedian or I just don't like it because at the opposite end of the table, guy found out I did comedy. Now, all of a sudden, he becomes table comedian. He's doing jokes, the guy. Yeah. And he's doing jokes so animated. The guy was gay. And I have to tell you this because it gives you a good description of what this guy's doing. He's flamboyantly gay and doing jokes at the top of the table. And he's really into the jokes. You ever see? You ever hear a guy do a joke, but then he acts it out? Oh, yeah. Oh, you, but you're talking he's doing joke jokes? Yeah, he's doing, like, uh, you know, jokes. But they're, like, more like story jokes. They're not like... Uh, you know, knock, knock, who's there? They're more like, guys, guy comes into the doctor, you know, like th those yeah. type of jokes. But he's standing up and he's, it's like a performance piece. Okay, yeah. Right? And he does about three of them. And then I'm like, all right, uh, <laughs> you know, like you do the whole like, hey, I laugh. But in my head, I'm going, when is this guy going to shut his mouth? And then I start a conversation with Lana. I look over and he's doing napkin tricks. Uh, you know, like the napkin where the napkin's moving across his arm like there's like a mouse in there. I don't even know what it is. You ever see that done? Like clowns yeah. do it. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, this guy's doing napkin tricks. And I go, what the, who's this guy? Uh, we're cruise ships? <laughs> how you doing? Okay, how about my set? How cute is my set? Who designed this shit? The gay men's chorus? <laughs> This guy's fantastic. I, you're looking at it the wrong way, man. This guy's not doing what you do. This is like, this is like you play good. You're playing like you're Eric Clapton playing beautiful electric guitar, and then you know you go to some local beach and there's a guy with a fucking mop handle and a string making noise. This has nothing to do with you. You should just sit there and enjoy the, the amateur hour of it all. Listen, it's just like if I sat down and somebody said, "Oh, I'm a singer," I don't start belting out tunes. So what, I don't what, know why. All right, all right, but what if what if you're a rock star and you're a singer? Does that mean he can't sing uh, karaoke or sing at the bar? I mean, you there's no pressure on you in this situation. This, you're doing art. You're doing something complete. He's telling Joe, this has nothing to do with you. Why are you equating it to what you do? No, but that's like not, now the guy wanted to do like a joke off with me. Oh, you didn't say that. What the fuck? This guy wanted to do like. Uh, Tit for tat. This ain't a battle, guy. It's what I do for a living. What, do you want you to lay your cardboard down and <laughs> yeah, break? Yeah, like a breakdance uh, battle. This guy wanted to do it. Yeah, I'm going to sit here. I'm eating, and this guy's doing napkin tricks. I go, like, hey, like, come on, man. Did you do, before maybe it got to that point where it wanted to challenge you, did you do it, tell a joke joke? No. All right. That's, I, that's... I don't. I don't do forced comedy. Okay. I don't do. Oh, make me laugh. You're a comedian. What's your? I don't do that. Okay. I'll make you laugh in the course of the conversation where you least expect it. I don't come in guns blazing. <laughs> and, and which leads me to something I wanted to get into you, uh, with you, uh, a few weeks back, which I told you to remind me about uh, airplane comedian. 
Oh, right. Okay, I don't know if you've ever had this happen, but it was the end of the flight, everybody's standing up, and we're waiting to get off the plane. There's always a big mouth on the plane that you could hear talking, and he's trying to... I know what he's trying to do. He's talking to the people around him, but he's talking at a volume where he wants everybody to hear him. And all of a sudden, and he's he's one of these guys that he becomes, I call it plain comedian, where he's like, uh, he saw somebody getting something down. And he goes, you know what? Uh, ask the flight attendants to help you. They're not doing anything right now. <laughs> you know, like one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I'm like, oh, and I'm, I'm hearing this from behind me and I'm like, and, and I'm like, I'm like laughing sarcastically to myself. Like, oh, I'm going, oh, that's really funny. You know, like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I do that shit. But after I do it, I usually also add an insult. Like, I'm going, <laughs> fucking <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. I'm going to Phoenix. Where are you going, you? Who's got the displeasure of picking your dopey oh, ass up? God, he was killing me, man. I it it happens on planes. Also, it happens on elevators. I don't know if you've ever gotten an elevator. Of course, bro. Come find anywhere where you're trapped. You're talking about wherever they have you trapped. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't take it. Get me out of here. God damn, don't you wish you could just turn around and be like, dude, nobody's laughing. You're not funny to anybody right I now. I know, but there's people laughing around him. What I wanted to do is separately interview the people and go, did, when he said that, did you did you laugh out of uncomfortableness or did you actually think that was funny? Yeah, that blows me away too. Even on my flight today, we're going to Phoenix and the guy goes, welcome aboard our flight to Seattle. And literally this quick, he goes, our flight to Seattle. I'm sorry, I mean Phoenix. Dude, everyone on the plane but me went, Oh, he scared me there for a second. Dude, he was probably just having a conversation about Seattle a few minutes earlier. Calm down. You really think you got on the wrong plane? Yeah. You... Oh, my God. Is it? Is it everybody trying to be funny? It's just, I don't know, man. Maybe, again, maybe I'm like a grouch. I don't know. But this stuff bothers the hell out of me. Hack alert. Who's with me? Hack alert. We rented a movie called Chef with John Favreau, written and directed by John Favreau. Saw it. Dude, how great was that movie? Oh, wait, you were crying? I cried at the end when he played the Vine video from his boy and then called him up and said, You can work. After school and on weekends, but all the money gets saved up and goes to college, and it's only if your mom says you can. And then you hear the boy go, Mom! Mom! I started to cry, and Jackie, and, and Jackie were on the couch, and he goes, Oh my God, guy, are you fucking crying? Because <laughs> uh, what I did was, when he goes, Ma, Ma, I did one of these, because Jackie was like on my chest, so she was in front of me, so she couldn't see. I tried to throw the cry off by, <laughs> by fake crying. I go, Mom, Mom, <laughs> like that. And then Jackie goes, oh, God, I thought you were really crying. Guy, you really are crying, right? <laughs> and then when she said that, I couldn't stop crying. And I go, I can't help it. It's just so nice. And it's, he's got a good job and his boy. And- <laughs> I love 
love that movie, oh, dude. It, listen, it was good. I, I got to tell you this on that movie. The boy bothered me. I thought the boy was the best part of the movie. Oh, my God. He bothered me. I 99% of the time, I can't stand children acting. I can't. <laughs> this kid didn't bother me. He was not too whiny. Every time his dad said, I couldn't do anything with you, the kid just said, okay. You know, he barely ever uh, ran off and cried. And even Sofia Vergara wasn't the annoying, over-the-top uh, Spanish sex pot or whatever, yeah, Colombian. Yeah, no, she toned it down. Toned but it down. As long as we're on the top of kid acting, off the top of your head, you got a best kid acting performance in a movie? I got one that I, I just thought of. Do, do you have a... I'm gonna uh, y- yes, I do. I have one. But what's yours? Mine has to be the little kid in Liar Liar. I don't even know if you remember the, the Jim the Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey movie. Yeah, his son in the movie. I don't remember that. Adorable. Go look at it. The kid's adorable. All right, all right. And now you're gonna make me Google this shit right now. <laughs> I wish that for only one day, Dad couldn't tell a lie. Shut up. What do you got? What's what's your movie? I'm going more for the acting performance and the subtlety of it. Uh, I'm going with the blonde kid from the original Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder. The The kid who found the golden ticket. Charlie. Wow. That was good? Bro, he was the lead in the movie, and it's a classic movie that I love. And and the kid didn't annoy me. You know how hard that is? Yeah. I mean, I'm not looking for... I never walked out of a movie saying, oh, the kid... I mean, I over-exaggerate, Chef. I'm just saying the kid wasn't annoying. But I never walked out of a movie going, oh, that kid was fantastic. He really made... Oh, actually, that big-headed little kid in Jerry Maguire was really good. Oh, yeah, he was good. I think he made me cry in that. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Eight years, he said. And then my dad died. My mom took me to the zoo, and I loved the zoo, do it. And then there were you No, wait, wait, because I, w- I want to tell you more about my dad. When... No, let's go to the zoo. <sighs> okay, okay, I'm nodding you, right. <laughs> but I don't know, it's just my whole life I've been trying to talk. I mean, really, talk. But no one wants to listen to me. You know that feeling? You... They just look at you. They just Let's really... go right now. Let's go to the zoo. Ray, the zoo? You know, the fucking zoo's closed, right? <laughs> you said fuck. Aww. Hey. I am DJ Lou, and this is the show within a show. And it is really, really stupid. Today I have a clip for you of a guy speaking proper English while he's getting arrested. Just, you just assured me that I could speak. Sit down inside the car. We're not assuring anything. We're under arrest. Look, I'm under what? Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Have a look at the headlock here. See that chap over there? Get your hand off my penis! This is the bloke who got me on the penis before. Get some cups. Why did you do this to me? in the car. Get some cups. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Oh, that's a nice headlock, sir. Oh, ah, yes. 
I see that you know your judo well. He's making fun of the cop's headlock. Oh, nice headlock. I see that you know your judo well. Oh, that's a nice headlock, sir. Oh, uh, yes. I see that you know your judo well. Good one. And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? How dare you get your hands on me? This guy is the absolute best. If you want to find this clip, just go to YouTube and type in, get your hands off my penis. But you probably already know what he looks like if you've ever watched the show, Mr. Belvedere. According to our new arrival, life is more than mere survival. And we just might a good life Now back to the Pete and Sebastian show. All right, Pete and Sebastian show. Back on track. Got a lot to get into. I always say, I fucking say the same thing every time. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, show over two days. Uh, we got together yesterday. We cranked out some, and now we're uh, getting together again today. I mean, uh... Yeah, I, I think we're on a good little flow here. Comes out every Friday. I'd like to thank the listeners for hanging in there and and staying with us. I mean, this has been over what a year and a half now. Like you said yesterday, man, it's just it's it's nice to air out our uh, not our problems, but basically our life stories uh, once a week. You mentioned people coming up to you after the show that are fans of the cast. Do you feel? Because I feel this way when they come up and they almost whisper. That they listen to the cast. I, I, absolutely. They almost say it in a way where if I think the way I'm thinking is right, once I tell him I listen to the cast, he'll see me as a little more classy than your average. Yeah, like they're, yeah. They're, <laughs> they, they got a secret like nobody else has. They come up and go, by the way, we listen to the cast. Yeah, I was walking into the club last night, man, and I hear someone yell behind, Pete! And... The way they said it, it almost sounded like maybe it was a comic that I worked with before, right? Because they said it as if they knew me, and I turned around, and there's a guy in the distance, and he goes, big fan of the cast. And I'm like, get over here, you big lug. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get no more more delay. How did the book club show go? Um, um, Walked into the restaurant and got a table outside on the patio. Uh, I come in, I'm greeted by a guy, I'd say probably in his 70s, glasses from New York, uh, very friendly, another guy smoking on a cigar, felt like I, uh, I felt like I was in a secret club. They had the whole patio to themselves, table set, saw some, uh, seafood tower come out. With some uh, mussels, jumbo shrimp. 70-year-old white men smoking cigars, picking off a seafood tower. Seafood tower. One of the gentlemen had one of, you know, his sweater tied around his, uh, you know, the, what do you call it? It's like a sweater pullover with the arms tied in the front. It's a bouncy look. That's what that look is. (laughs) I know that. that, Yeah, that's the tied around you. That's the, the New England... Walk in the beach, sailor type look. You know those like, uh, it's upper crust. Kennedys would do that. Yeah, I call it a wealth knot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Right? I grew up, you tie the sleeves around your waist, you let the back dangle, your heels kick that shit up, it's probably getting dirty while you're walking. Yeah, yeah, no, this is this is up a notch up on the shoulders with a cigar. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, they're trying to figure out where to sit. There's myself and five other guys. Sorry, yeah, five other guys. And this is when you know you're in the company of of uh, really uh, successful people. What, the seafood towel wasn't enough? No. I had another one hit me right in the face. They said, Ralph's gonna, was gonna join us via Skype from his private plane, but he doesn't get reception over Canada. What? <laughs> I got, and I also want to ask, how good was was this book that this guy's like? I'm calling from the air. Chapter eleven blew me away. Oh man, when I heard that, I'm like, oh man, I better read a book. I I gotta get a couple pages. If this guy had the, had the, I don't know. It was just, I was stunned. So no, I, I I thought you were going to say when we all sat down, the one guy looked over at the other one and said, so how was helicopter traffic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you are rolling with the one percenters. Oh, yeah, I'm up there. I'm uh, and, you know, one of those things where it's a new group of guys, <clears> obviously <throat> older, probably, you know, just well, well to do gentlemen. And they're going to talk about a book. Now, I don't, I didn't know exactly how it was going to go, but they pass out a piece of paper, and on the paper are chapters of each book, and they go chapter by chapter. And the first question that one of the guys posed was, what was your favorite chapter? And the book was written in 1964, and some of it was relevant to today, some of it wasn't. Uh, but... The, the conversation got real, uh, you ever get in a conversation where you're like, I don't even, like, you're thinking of what to say, but you don't even have, like, any knowledge or facts to back up what's going to come out of your mouth? Yeah. You ever get a yeah, conversation I... with people that just know a lot and are referencing books that they read in the past to maybe back up a point that they have? Or, you know, read an article or whatever. I don't have any of that ammunition. Yeah, for me, that's money when they start talking about accounts. And if you do this and if you put it in here in the IRA and the bank. Oh, God, all that is where I start to yeah, put books that, and that all that. Whole, I, that was a whole other topic where some of it. There were, there, once they were talking about, like, securities and commodities. And... At that point, I'm thinking about your line of when could I slip in the line that I didn't read the book, but I saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find yourself uh, maybe pulling back on the Italian dialect more when you're with these kind of people? Like right there, I go people. You maybe go more people like that and stuff. Well, in the beginning, I... Uh, you know, yeah, you come in with that professional voice, kind of a, I wouldn't say a professional voice, but 
you kind of go less street street. With, yes. And then as the night as the night started to get, you know, into the wine and people start to by the end of the night I I, I felt like somebody was going to ask me to invest in their bank. I, in I, what way? What do you I, mean? Just just I I felt like I was at home. Actually, I felt that I was more conservative than 70-year-old rich white men. And well, some, that's, on some that, of the topics. Yeah, I mean, you have a bit of that quality in you. I mean, even right down to the, what is it about the country? We're booked. We got no room. <laughs> right? That's a very old school. Shut okay. it down. We built it. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So you were bonding with them and stuff. Don't you feel like when you're around these kind of people, you're like, oh, man, these guys know how to make money out of money out of money. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, I just wanted to ask them, what's the secret? Can you give me a tip? (laughs) (laughs) Just slide him a piece of paper. Just give me the secret. Yeah, and this is the first time a guest was invited into this group of guys that get together once a month to talk about book. And uh, they had suggested that maybe the guy hosting, because each each month one guy hosts. He's the guy that picks the book, and he's the guy that picks up the tab. So I'm actually going to be here next month for thanksgiving and it just so happens the next book club meeting is going to be when i'm here and i'm thinking of just secretly reading the book and possibly trying to get another invite i listen i think you can pull off the invite and but as far as reading the book goes uh from past experience took me about three months to get you to read my 20 minute uh, i know I know. What's the book? Do you already know what it is? Yeah, I forgot the name of it. I wrote it down. Something about inventions or something. Oh, God. I mean, it would be one thing if you're walking into the book club going, you know, I can't believe Ken said that to her in Chapter 3 when Ken (laughs) said that. (laughs) You know, this is... This is more like uh, they read... uh, One book they read was about Stonewall Jackson. Oh, God. God, you got to be smart to get through that. I've read uh, some of those. I've read one about Billy the Kid and Jesse James, and it was really historical with a lot of footnotes and stuff. And, you know, it's like you read that whole book and you get through it and you, like, remember one or two stories. Like, all I remember about the book is Jesse James was mean, man, and, and Billy the Kid seemed to be not as mean. That's it. Pages and pages. And that's all I can really tell you. Do you have retention? Could you retain? Yeah, it depends, though. It's it's a selective retention, you know? Well, I mean, these guys were, like, calling off, you know, pages. You know, the type of guys were going, yeah, page 88, I felt like the book really picked up steam when the author was talking about, and I'm thinking, page 88. I don't even, re- I don't even remember the title of the book they're talking about. And these guys are referencing pages. Yeah. No, I read a lot, you know, but I would go, God, the beginning was so slow, but then it started to pick up. But to actually say right around page 88 when he said that thing, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, that's the yeah, that, But that's, 
if you read the book and you're into the book, I would imagine that could be fun, man, just to talk. I would like to do that, I think. I don't no. know, but not about those kind of books. Well, I actually had such a great time. I'm thinking of starting my, up my own book club in Los Angeles with a few guys. And you were going to play soccer recently. <laughs> I remember you were going to do that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think this book club thing is something I could get into. We didn't. You know, we didn't stay on the book. There was other topics that we branched off. One was, you know, Tesla Motors. Do you think Tesla's here to stay? Do you think it's, uh, you know, where are Do we I going? Do I think Tesla's with- here to stay? Stay? My God, past the seafood tower. Who cares? What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah, there was a many topics. So we, we stayed there a good four hours. And well, I mean, yeah, the experience must have been great. But, bro, why don't we start our own book club? Pick a book. We'll both read it. Let's come on and talk about that. I, you know, let's do it. I mean, we got to pick a book that's an easy read, though. Right, right. I mean, like, what do you mean by easy read? Okay, like a, a Sydney, to... Sydney Sheldon book? <laughs> Something with photos. Oh, boy. <laughs> what do you, you want to do uh, the cat in the hat shit? <laughs> no, I asked the guys, I go... What's an easy read? Uh, and they're like, an easy read's like a book that just keeps your interest, that you keep flipping, it's it's not hard to get through. I mean, some of that stuff on Stonewall Jackson was just like really tough to move through. And I'm sitting there going, if I got to a point in the book that's hard to move through, I just, sometimes I just, you ever skip like about nine or ten pages? No, man, I can't do that. It freaks me out. I feel like what I missed was like the best part. As a reader, you can't do that, dude. Yeah, I I feel bad doing it sometimes too, but I I get in such a rut sometimes where that's all I'm doing is reading words and thinking about possibly going to Whole Foods to get a banana. (laughs) Well, I admit admit over the past three or four years, I've gotten better about – uh, if I'm halfway through a book and it's just not picking up, I've gotten better about just fucking tossing it. I used to plow through and then be angry at the guy at the end because it never got better. Yeah. But I don't. I, I will drop a book. And the other thing I'll do when I read, I read a, rock, a lot of rock bios. Um, and, you know, those things really don't get good until the band gets together. Yeah. So you're starting out telling me about Keith Richards' grandfather and where he grew up and then his dad was a blo- I don't give a shit about – I don't even care what Keith Richards did in, in, in eighth grade. Let's get to the band. Let's get to the van and the rock and roll and the drugs. Yeah. So yeah. I'll flip through that shit. Oh, Keith used to like to bang away on the organ when he was six. Yeah, well, good for Keith. It's not a fucking chapter, though. Let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's got to start right heavy off the bat to keep my interest. I don't like the history of a book, especially when I'm reading like an autobiography. I don't like it. When I was five, I used to play with uh, figurines. I, I don't need to know that. If you were five and something happened to you where like, uh, I don't know, Billy Joel called you up on stage and at five you, you, you were doing a duet with Billy Joel, that's... That's pertinent to the story. Right, but just this random stuff. He was a funny kid, but not the funniest kid. <laughs> like, if I was going to write a bio about you, just from what I've known from you over the past few years, the first, right out of the gate, it has to be a good story, right? That pulls them in. I would start with, 
The book starts out where you're at the Four Seasons, you're serving John Travolta, and he subtly leans over and comments that you have nice legs. (laughs) 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 That, for anyone new to the cast, you can go back. I don't know what episode that story was told. That's a true story. Travolta likes Sebastian's legs. And, uh, you know, that was just start of your time in L.A. We don't need to dabble with you playing with your fake Tommy gun in the backyard at six. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So, yeah, that's my new thing. I think it's a book club. And uh, I'm going to get that started in L.A. with a few maybe comedians, a few guys that I know. And we'll meet. And uh, I don't know. It's just something about hanging with guys, talking about success and and what they did and what's the meaning and what's enough it's just it was just great so this snail is standing in front of the cadillac salesman see and uh he looks up at the salesman and he says how much is that cadillac he said i want a big s put on each door a big s and on top of the car i want another big s so everybody can see it so the salesman says but what do you want that for he said, well, you see, when I drive down the avenue, I want everybody to say, look at that S car go. Look at that S car go. Well, I, did I ask you this? What would you rather do, right? Your sitcom comes out or a new movie of The Star of comes out. Yeah, publicist comes through. We have limited time in New York, uh, but we're going there. Listen, we only have time for one or the other. You can either throw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium before the Yankees play the Cubs or the White Sox, whichever team you're a fan of, um, or else you can we'll shoot over down the Wall Street and you can ring the opening bell. Yeah, no, I'd have to go with uh, the Yankee deal. Really, man. I'll even go. I might ring the bell. I even because I figured a Yankee. Well, it is Yankee Stadium. It's not the Mets. The Mets are fucking shit. My mom could throw out the first pitch. The <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think sometimes the Mets call people, throw out the first pitch, and they go, "Don't pick up. It's the Mets. They want. They're gonna want you to throw it down. No, no, don't pick up. All right, yeah, I'll be down there. <laughs> do you think some people go? Nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, for the Mets. Yeah. No, you mean uh, famous people? I don't know, yeah, man. Yeah, they, they call like Brad Pitt and go, "Hey, Brad, you know, open a pitch." And like, yeah, nah, I'm good. No, oh, me and me and Shiloh LaBeouf are gonna take peyote in the desert in Arizona. We bonded in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let me ask you this: You're gonna throw out. You're gonna throw out the first pitch. Do you at some point literally go to a Pitching mound at a high school or something with Lon or a friend and throw a few, or do you just go and wing it and throw that bitch? I, I feel like I have to go and at least warm up the arm. I haven't thrown a baseball in years, so I feel like I'd have to go out there and get the, the arm loose. Well, because there is an obligation to have it be a line drive. You can't go with that lob. You're too young. That's 55 or older. No, yeah, I want to do a fast pitch down the pipe. That's what I want to do a pitch where they literally come up to me and talk. They want to sign me. 
(laughs) I mean, what would you do, though, if you came out, you're an actor, you're 25 years old, right? And you know, who's known you were an athlete in high school and stuff? You're going to throw out the first pitch. You line up, you got goddamn suit on with fucking Armani shoes, (laughs) and you you throw a 105-mile-an-hour fastball. Do you think someone comes up to you and goes, what are you doing tomorrow morning? I mean, what what do you think, man? I would have to think if you're throwing 105 in a suit with uh, with no socks and Armani slippers, <laughs> someone's gonna come up to you and go, "We need to get you into training camp." Yeah, but you're also there because you're starring in Spider-Man Six. I know. I would have to. I would have to say, well, if I was throwing 105 and I knew I could do it, I would be doing dual dual career. Has there been an athlete who is Is oh, there been an athlete who's also been a movie star? Well, I mean afterwards and stuff there has been. I'm talking I mean, during. I'm talking football season, win the Super Bowl, and then over the summer a blockbuster comes out with this guy as the lead. Right, like literally like if Brad Pitt after Fury and they were interviewing him going uh, there's been talk of a Fury 2 already, and he goes, well, first there's talk of a new season. i got to get ready for that. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't I think mean, there's ever been. Well, I think Jim Brown, although I think he started a career in acting after, but he wasn't a huge. I'm talking a Tom Cruise, a Tom Hanks, guys like this who are also at the top of their game. In a professional sport, I don't think it's been done before. Right, not like I mean, Shaq has made movies, you know, Shazam and stuff like that during the off season in basketball, but they're goofy movies where it's Big Shaq. Well, you know, with yeah, I mean, you do have The Rock, but he's in like the WC. You know, he's a wrestler. And I'm talking a, about I'm talking yeah. about a guy can't go to the Oscars for his. Oscar nod as le- uh, best supporting actor mm-hmm. because it coincides. He's the first baseman for the Padres, <laughs> 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 and this happens every couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. think there's a guy out there like that. I'm surprised. Why? Why not? Because Tom Brady decided not to act. That's the only reason. Is that right? I mean, you think, oh come on! Would you Look go at see the Tom guy. Brady in the new action film? Uh, now I might not because he's too established at Tom Brady, but if he was doing dual stuff, like during his first Super Bowl, afterwards he went out and he played, like, I could see Tom, Tom Brady in like, uh, you know, one of these rom-com comedies, yeah. right? Like Why a, not? Like a Bradley Cooper type. Absolutely. Oh, Bradley Cooper is a little, to me, a little bit more talented and funny. I'm, I know my wife will kill me for this, but I really think any time I've seen Mark Ruffalo in a movie, it could have been Tom Brady, and it would have maybe been a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, brooding, you know, the handsome guy that doesn't say much, that's an easy one, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Movie star Tom Brady. I mean, I don't know what this guy's going to do after football. It's like, God. Do you have to do anything? No, but that's the thing, you know? I mean, it's like, he's going to do something. I mean, I, who knows what he's going to do? I, I just, I don't think he needs to do anything. I think the guy's just going to kind of just hang it up and, and just go live in his mansion with his beautiful wife and family. 
Nah, that'll get. He's he, that'd be too boring for him, man. You got to do something. He's too young. Oh, what is he gonna do? Do a, be, be an announcer? Bro, he can do anything short of medical procedures on people <laughs> that he wants to. True. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts flying planes and maybe racing yachts or maybe you know doing acting and being a movie star. I don't know, man. We'll see. All I'm saying is, if you were Owen Wilson. And you were in the waiting room for an audition, and Tom Brady walked in with a piece of paper rolled up in his hand. I'd go, oh, what the fuck? I'd walk out. I'd walk out. <laughs> and I'd call my brother Luke and go, and now I'm going to have to take jobs you would have had, so you're actually going to be out of work, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, dude, my mouth, uh, it's, it's actually gotten to the point where it almost affected my, 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 my medical health. I had a, a really bad situation recently where I, 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 was, I had no doctor for a while, man. The doctor I had is blowing me off because I, I said some, I got, I got crazy on the phone with the receptionist. And then the new doctor I thought I'd have because I call up and say, are you taking patients? They said, yes. I tell them my insurance and they say, yep, we accept that. And I go, great. Uh, and they go, just call this number and set it up. So... In the meantime, I lost my old doctor due to my behavior. I call back this new doctor and to set it up, and they go, okay, great. We'll let you know in a couple days. I go, let me know what uh, if we're going to take you in. I go, but you're taking new patients. I know, but still our manager has to review your case and everything to decide if we want to take you. So like, I'm like, if they don't take me, Jack, there's only like two doctors anywhere around here. I mean, I got no doctor. I got no doctor. And she's like, well, you shouldn't have said what you said. I go, I didn't say anything that bad, but I did, bro. I want to tell you about it. Wait, wait, wait. The, the, the new doctor is reviewing what? I guess my records to see, like, if I'm a real lemon, they might not take me. Oh, they're not right? reviewing what you said to the old doctor. No, but I did say to them, they go, you were with Dr. So-and-so, it says here. And I go, yeah, I wasn't very pleased with the service. So I wanted to move. And I probably shouldn't have said that because they're probably like, oh, all right, this yeah. guy's already a fucking problem. Yeah. That's, I, I would have told him, forget it. This guy's oh, yeah. out. He's a problem. <laughs> but I think more they're screening for, like I told you about that white trash couple coming in with bandages on their toes. I think they're trying to avoid that shit. Yeah. So they, just, they do a quick screening. But the first doctor, this is a doctor that, is this is like right out of a movie, man. He's the big doctor in town, and he lives in a big townhouse in town with his big family, and they're all perfect, and all the kids go to these fantastic colleges, and they have a lake house a mile down on the lake, and every Friday he's in the back of the White Inn Tavern breaking bread with the local mayor and the local manager of the bank, the hoity-toities, and little, you know, big fish, small pond stuff. Mm-hmm. But... They make you wait so long to get an appointment. And I find the service when you're in there, you're waiting so long. It's just the guy, I, I don't, I, I'm really not buying his whole I'm here for the people thing. I think he's more of a, he thinks he's the, put it this way. I'm on the phone with his receptionist at one point and I go, I, I had to have some tests done because I had some pain, long story short, in my rib. And I call back, I go, what's up with my tests? And they go, oh, uh, okay. Well, we'll call you back. And then they call back going, yeah, we're going to need you to do more tests. And I go, I wouldn't have known that if I didn't call. Yeah. I go, why didn't, why didn't you call me and tell me? Um, 
I don't know, Sarah. We didn't call you. And, and, and I go, you know, I'm, I'm going to the other doctor. I go, I, I don't know if you know what the word on the street is. This is what I said. I go, <laughs> but uh, the service there is, is atrocious. I mean, I don't know who this This doctor thinks he's the cat's meow. That's what I said. I go, he thinks he's the cat's meow. <laughs> the arrogance, the arrogance of making people. I go, then from 1230 to 1.30, you shut down? You call up and it literally says, we're on lunch. Be back in an hour. I go, what is that? Italy? Are we in Italy? <laughs> I go, I, bro, I swear to God, there's nobody at the desk. And that's what the message says. Oh, God. I go, I go, and now I need to get back in. I have to change my appointment. I go, and you're telling me three months later, three months? You don't have 20 minutes within three months. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, you're sorry. This guy, you know, he really thinks. He really, okay, bye. So then... I go, okay, well, I need an appointment. So tell them, to, tell them to call me. And I hang up. So then I'm talking to Jackie and I go, holy shit, this other one now is doing a review. They might not take me. I go, well, the doctor will call back though. And she goes, I don't know, man. You were kind of mean. I go, what do you mean? I wasn't that bad. You heard me. I just said, why wouldn't you tell me about my test result? And she goes, guy, you called him the cat's meow to his, to his receptionist. <laughs> you don't think she's going to go tell him what you just called him? You said he's arrogant. He thinks he's above everyone. I go, oh, God, I did, didn't I? I did say all that. Yeah. I'm like, shit, this other guy better call back because I got no fucking doctor right now. So he just called him right before the cast started. So I got an appointment. So Thank God. In. Yeah, I got to drive 10 miles out of town now because of my big mouth. But you know what? Oh, and then Jackie goes to the doctor today and she goes, I was in and out in a half hour. I go, yeah, because I fucking paved the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they dropped you, but they kept your wife? Well, she didn't want to leave. They kind of dropped me by because they're not calling me back, uh. and I know why. And my buddy in town, he goes to the new doctor I'm going to for the same reason. And his last visit with the old doctor, the doctor said, I understand you're leaving me. Do you mind me asking why? And he goes, yeah, because you make us wait forever. You, you know, it takes months to get an appointment. You don't call back about tests. Uh, and your office is run awfully. And the guy goes, the doctor goes, oh, I, I wasn't aware of all that. Thank you. So now I said to Jackie, I want to run into him just so he can go, why'd you leave? And then he'll say he wasn't aware of it. And I'll go, bullshit, you weren't aware of it. So-and-so left because he told you it stinks. You don't care. Go to your lake house. Go frolic in the water. Now, uh, if you didn't see this guy uh, out and about around town and just saw him at the office, would you think this about him? Yes, I forgot to tell you the most important reason, because for years, Jackie's mom goes to this doctor, and for years, he would always say, because he was Jackie's doctor for like the last two years she was in town when she was like 18, um... We and Jackie didn't think we wanted to have kids, and he'd always go to, to the mom. When is Jackie going to have kids? She's not getting any younger. You know, it's wonderful to be a grandmother. I hope she allows that for you and stuff. And my mother-in-law would always leave upset and pressured, and she'd call us going, oh, he's asking about kids, Jackie. You're not getting any younger. And Jackie would always be like, who, who is he 500 miles away to be doing that to my mother about yeah. me in the city? You know, so it's like he, he acts like he's just, cares but i question it you know why do you want us to have a kid so we can move back and you could milk us yeah no yeah it's because he wants no. the kid for another 18 years yeah i so anyway that's i lost him with my mouth but cats me out you gotta like that oh, i'm telling you man this mouth is 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 uh, you you can't shut up man <laughs> now i ain't a bad guy so tell me what 
From the Comedy Connection in Providence, Rhode Island, this is Pete last week tripping and falling on his ass as he's climbing on stage. Listen after he's introduced how the people go from cheering to gasping. I've been on Tonight Show, he's done Letterman a bunch of times, I just love the special, it's really cool. Everybody, nice warm welcome for Pete Corriale! trip before like that never man it had to happen someday have you no i've never went down like that have you ever fallen off the stage uh no i fought uh no i haven't have you yeah no i've never fallen off a stage uh never the worst i ever had other than that was one time i was hitting the stage and a waitress spilled chicken wings on my pants as soon as i was about to get on stage has there been but, times uh, when you thought you were going to fall off the stage? No, I can't even say I ever came close, man. Even when I see video of people falling off the stage, I'm like, that's like the only job is to make sure you know where the edge is. <laughs> yeah, but like sometimes when you creep up to the edge, do, sometimes in your head you go, am I going to make it? Like, there's been times where I step close and I'm like, ooh, I almost, that was almost a little too close there. <laughs> what would you do if you fell off? Man? I don't know. I've often thought of that. How the hell do you recover? How do you bounce back up from that? And get yeah. back into the material. Oh my. Especially, it's one thing to fall and everyone laugh, but when there's a genuine concern for your well-being. Yeah. Everybody, nice warm welcome to Pete Corriale. Yeah. Oh, God. We had a message come in today. And apparently, and I don't know if you want to talk about this, but there was a problem last night with a lesbian. Why? What did the, what did the message say? Oh, no. I just said, hey, you know, met Pete. I think it was an Asian girl. Is it an Asian girl that came yeah, up? Yeah, I think her name is Michelle. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, uh, what's her name? I'm just doing a little uh, recon here on our page. Yeah, no, Laguna. Laguna Glock took a picture with you last night. She posted it up on our, uh, our fan page here. Uh, and she was with her boyfriend, I believe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, they were, I think I know who that is. I, I thought her name, I think she said her name was Michelle, man. Uh, got to meet Pete last night at the House of Comedy in Phoenix. Amazing show, despite the very drunk lesbian. Love how you kept shutting her down. My face is killing me from all the laughter. She had a tattoo on her arm. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. Why do I think her name is Michelle? But nevertheless, she was awesome. She was with a boyfriend. They're big fans of the cast, especially her. She was cool as shit sitting up to the right, man. And there was another guy sitting right up front named Kaz who's a big fan of the cast. So the shit is growing. When we go over to... <clears throat> Forget it. I can't say the big announcement. I can't say the big announcement. But, you know, we're growing, baby. We're growing. We Don't forget, said, dude. We already we're... said it. I know, but it's a big Sunday thing though I, up front. I know, yeah. I know. It's not like people don't know what we're doing, though. Uh, did, you hear, did you hear Jimmy from Boston's message to start this show? No. 
Oh, it was a great one, dude. It was, uh, oh, man, I don't want to repeat no, it. I'll, go I'll back have to listen to it. To it. I'm, I'm too busy at book clubs right now. I understand, man. You got to read a 300-page womb about inventions. <laughs> or tomb, I'm sorry, whatever they call it. So when are you coming back to uh, West Coast? Uh, I got West Palm Beach this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I got my buddies coming down from Chicago to spend a couple nights down there. They're going to be in Lauderdale, and they're going to skip over to West Palm. So uh, we're going to be hanging out with them. I come back to L.A. on Monday, and uh, I, got, I got a bit of, I got a bit of uh, some news yesterday. My buddy Mike Young... Who's a director, also comedian. I don't know if you've ever met him. Have you? I don't think so, no. Uh, he's directing his second movie, and he wrote a little part in there for me. Uh, I play myself. My name's Sebastian in the movie. I am an uh, inmate, and I uh, got a few lines. Shoots in New York City for one day, November 14th on a Saturday, and uh, it's my first little movie part. Now, isn't that, I believe, the day after your special airs? Or the day, day after of? the special and Fallon. That's so funny. You're going to walk on the set and go, do you believe I only have three lines? Did anyone watch TV last night? <laughs> I, I, was, I was on it more than Obama. <laughs> and you're giving me three lines? <laughs> They're going to be up the night before adding more lines. Oh. Oh, so That's awesome, dude. Are you like a, uh, a white-collar criminal, a mob-type criminal? I didn't get the script. I didn't get anything yet. So he just said he was going to put me in the movie. So I think this is how it works in Hollywood. With all these auditions, this and that. It's, it's who you know, man. It's networking, yeah, but it's like, you know, it's like you know him because you're a successful comedian. You know, one thing goes with the other, too. Well, I've known him for 16 years. So oh, he's yeah. getting his thing going on the movie end. You know, I got my thing going on the comedy thing, and it's just like he knows me, I know him, boom, I'm in a movie. Whereas, you know, it could have been, he could have been Judd Apatow, you know? Yeah, man. Or he could Absolutely. Be. I know. That would even make it more like, uh, imagine he didn't then, and you're like, are you kidding me right now? I'd be the, you go out to dinner with him, and you're with Lana, and then you go home and go, nothing? He said nothing. He didn't even say stop by the set. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. Is there any like major stars that we know of in it, or can uh, you not say? From what I'm gathering, Michael Rappaport's in it. Bob Saget, and I think Sofia Vergara, but don't quote me on the Sofia Vergara thing. All right, gotcha. All right, man, well, that's something to look out for. So we got that coming up in November. Uh, do you want to touch at all on this Hannibal Burris Bill Cosby rape thing? What happened? What's going on? Oh, you didn't hear that, the, that uh, I guess Hannibal Burris was doing a show in Philadelphia and he had said that, you know, Bill Cosby, you know, he, he hates that he keeps talking down to everybody, like, you know, pick up your pants and, and do this and do that, while, while Bill Cosby is a rapist. You didn't hear this? Where no. you been? Stop yelling at doctors and get up on Yahoo News, man. Oh, I didn't hear about this. See, this is good to know. All right, I'm going to, after we hang up, I'm going to think of ways to start motherfucking George Carlin. 
<laughs> That's the route to go. At the end of every show, I'm going to be like, and fuck that hippie. It's good that he's dead. Spreading all that anti-government spew. We all know he thinks he's so righteous. George Carlin, yeah. don't rest in peace, bitch. <gasps> Bro, my Twitter feed would blow up. Oh, it would blow up. This has been I a huge thing. I don't think of this stuff. God damn it. I'm surprised. I should have murdered Joan Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> so he calls him a rapist, huh? Yeah, a rapist, and he's been able to get away with it, and everybody's, uh, he's everybody's uh, whatever, America's father, and he's untouchable. But look it up on Google. There's uh, evidence to back up what he was talking about. He was on Stern about it. You didn't hear this? No, but I mean, I know all about that with Bill Cosby and the sexual uh, allegations through the years. But as far as Hannibal Burris goes, he was part of two sold-out shows at Madison Square Garden a week earlier. I think one word wouldn't come out of my mouth over the course of a week after would be someone's a rapist. I'd be too happy. I'd still be hanging. <laughs> right? I wouldn't be going to Philly going to uh, Bill Cosby. Oh, come on. So Did Cosby respond? No, I haven't heard anything on the Cosby front, but... Uh... Do you ever you ever uh, worry, not worry, but let's say if you ever get on a tangent, and I guess he's been doing this joke for the last six months. This is just somebody caught it on an iPhone, put it up on the Internet. But do you ever edit yourself when you're on stage because something like that might happen? Or it's just balls out? No, that's, that's balls out. I mean, like, you know, as far as... Uh Oh, hey, you're going to make fun of someone, then they'll never put you in their movie. I'm like, what, the movie they never put me in anyway? I don't give a shit about that. But I do edit myself for the sake of my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go up there saying, do an anal sex joke and have someone in the compound where my dad lives go, Hey, Fred, before we hit the ninth hole, you want to see a little clip I caught of your son? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you know, but I mean, we don't really do that anyway, you know? No, you don't, but I'm just saying if it ever got like, you know, you got in like a rant up on stage about something, you know, and it just so happened somebody caught it, put it up, and next thing you know, did you hear what Pete said? Like sometimes the stuff for the club is just the stuff for the club. Absolutely. And with this, the cell phones now, it's just, you know, everything... Everything is broadcast now, so I don't know. No, you know, dude, it's like, okay, there's a, what's that photographer's name out of L.A.? This comes back around what we're saying. The one who, he's got the gallery in uh, Gotham Comedy Club with all of our photos oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah, I forget his name. Right. Yeah, Dan, Dan something. Dan something. Anyway, uh, I was doing a photo shoot before the first special I filmed for Comedy Central, right? And, you know, I'm kind of posing the way I want to pose which is normal. And then he's like, give me something crazy and stuff, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I don't He goes, ah, just for the archives. And I do this one where, like, I lean in, I look up, and I, like, I'm almost mimicking, like, a, a male model. Yeah. And, and then he sends that to me because of the angle he had the camera and stuff, and he goes, check this out. And I go, oh, yeah, cool, you know? That's it, archives, you know? Next thing I know, it's like I go, I go to the Montreal Festival and all his stuff is in the lobby of a hotel in the, you know, one year, in the gallery, the year you and I were there last, I think. And I'm sipping a beer and I round the bend and I'm like, oh my God, there's fucking me posing like goddamn Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So then, and I'm like, all right, well, it's his autistic thing and whatever, you know? But then I go tonight, uh, last night, I get to this new club and they got this big screen behind the stage that's like six or seven giant squares like Brady Bunch 
But, you know, they all make one big picture. And there's that photo again. And I go, where did you guys even get this? And they're like, oh, yeah, Google Images or something. So it's like, and that's just a photo, let alone a clip of what you say or do. Yeah. You, and, and people see that, bro. And right away, if you don't know me, you see that and you go, oh, this guy thinks he's handsome and gorgeous. And that's like not me at all. It's fucking, yeah, one I can't slip, fight the fight. One little slip. I'm looking for this damn uh, I'm looking for this damn thing online to see if I could pull it up. Oh, is it the one with your uh, your arms folded? Uh, I don't know. Are they folded? But I got like a, a sweatshirt on, and I have a, a big brown belt with the t-shirt meticulously half tucked under the oh, belt. Oh no, I didn't see that. There's one where you're like looking at. The, oh man, there's a few of these that we could rip into. Right, but how do you get those off of the They're web? On. That's it. It's over. Oh, man. You know, like even today, right before the show, uh, Sebastian's wife, Lana, sent me a short video. And it's Sebastian. It starts out with him laying sort of like supermodel, laying on his side with his arm over his, uh, over his ear. And he goes, uh, I don't know if I could cast today. And it pans out, and he's on this beautiful patio with the beach behind and stuff, you know? But it's like, let's say even now you jokingly, you let us put that on the Facebook, right? Now let's just say someone who knows nothing about you two years from now clicks on, that's all they see. They're going to be like, well, who's this meatball? But they don't get it. It's <laughs> yeah, a no, joke. You're I, being a, doing I, a joke. No, I hear you. I, I, it could be out of context. It looks like, who's this guy trying to impress? But that's the joke. I know. Uh, I know, but it, like you said, if people don't know you and see that photo of you, they go, what's he trying to do? Getting GQ? <laughs> right. Now, can you hire someone and just go, make me disappear? Let's start from scratch. Get everything about me off the internet and we'll slowly reintroduce shit. There is a service I recently found out that there's a guy who's very wealthy. He pays so you can't google him you, wow you type in his name and nothing comes up now i oh, <laughs> that is hot <laughs> that would just make me want to know more about this guy oh can you imagine putting your name in and nothing comes up now i said to the person that told me this is the information out there and it just doesn't show up when you put in his name. Or does he pay the service to completely wipe him off the internet? Yeah, right. Like if you go Bill Smith and nothing comes up, but you go the guy who plays the neighbor and blah, blah, blah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there a way around it? Yeah. I haven't gotten an answer on that uh -oh. yet, but I mean. That's nice. I didn't know that was out there. Like, how do you even know about that? Not only that, but I would like you to add a more to it is when you Google me, not only does nothing come up, but there's a little message that just says, like, beat it. Yo, I was like... Take a walk, right? <laughs> Take a walk! <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if you knew the guys from Google. Now, the two guys from Google, don't you think they are able to manipulate what you see on them and take stuff off, put stuff on... Like, if those guys were your buddies, could you go, hey, Yergi, can you take down that shit photo I got up there? Eh, no problem. Uh, Let me call IT. And boom, it's gone. 
God. Not only that, you could call up and go, bro, tomorrow, can you have me trend? (laughs) 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 Yeah, man. They could make you the biggest thing ever, man. Absolutely. I would imagine, don't they have the master key to lock? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean... Like, Like the cup song. Remember the girls with the cup song? Um, you know, when I'm gone, when I'm gone, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. Remember that big hit? Oh, yeah. Billions. Yeah. Of, like, what if one of those two guys came in and like, I fucking hate that song. Shut it down. Just make them disappear completely. And then the girls wake up the next day. What happened to all of our followers? Can they do that? Well, that's what I'm saying. Can, can the guys from Google just say, you know what? We don't like this Sebastian guy. Take his videos off the damn thing. And then the next day I go to look at my videos and they're gone. I mean they own the they own the damn thing, right? Oh God, you know, I don't I'm thinking me and you need to bro, this is unbelievable. We need backers. We need backers, financial backers. We're going with we're starting our own version of Google, but it's selected Google. <laughs> Like, so if someone Googles something like, uh, want more information about, uh, you know, hypothetically, like the Mets, we could Google back, we don't talk about the Mets. <laughs> right? Or they Google something, and you go, you Google back, why do you want to know about that? We need to know why you want to know about that before we give you that information. Oh, and, yeah, why, that would be a great service. You type something in, and the service types something back and said, don't go... Don't don't yeah. bother checking that restaurant out. We don't like it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You Google in, they go, Oh wait, you're asking about the Jeff and Eddie's? No, 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 no. The sauce is fucking water. Listen, just around the corner from there, no, because you want Italian, we would imagine. You're doing it. <laughs> oh, oh, we need backers for that. We need backers for that. Yeah, selective searches. Right, right. So right there, like, you know, we'd go to Google, uh, like, something like that song when I'm going, and all Google would come back going. We, we have nothing on anyone under 18. We have no interest in child actors or fucking children talent. Nobody's cute. No, we don't care about any of that. Yeah. Oh, I think that... Well, like, but if you were friends with these guys from Google, you know, like, I don't understand why... Like, they wouldn't be promoting their own friends up on their, like, homepage. Because if you go to Google.com, there's nothing on the page but the search but the search key. That's it. There's no adver- advertisements, nothing. What, what? What? Run the... If you go to Google. Google? Google.com. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right now, if you go, you go there, if you go to the site, it's just the site. You type in. There's no... It just says Google and Google search. I'm feeling lucky. What is the I'm feeling lucky? Do you ever go to that? No, I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know what it is either. But wouldn't wouldn't if if I if I own Google and and you came up to me and said, "Listen, man, can you post my uh, Conan set up on the homepage for for a day?" I go, "Yeah, no problem." I just throw it up there for you. I'm doing you one better. I'm doing you one better. You are, like, literally best friends with the guy who created Google. You grew up together. Just you went comedy. He went Google. Best friends. I want, I want for you. This is what you got to ask the guy. A week before my special, can we just have a couple days in a row when any, whenever anyone clicks onto Google, 
I appear dressed nice going, hey, this is Sebastian Mascalco. Don't forget to check out my special this weekend. You're going to laugh. And now, enjoy Google. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcoming them to Google with a little self-plug. Yeah, Google welcome guy. Oh, even the You Got Mail. That's advertising to change that. that this is P. Corielli. You got some fucking messages. And one of them is hopefully from a friend telling you not to miss my next special. All right. Have fun on AOL. Oh, God. Changing the web. I'm telling you, man. Just You type in that Google, and it's just you walking up to the screen. You know, like you see you in a distance. And you hear your voice, and you're just coming up, and you're getting larger as as you come up to the screen. You say the message, you disintegrate, and boom, Google appears. And then you know what's going to happen, bro? Every single person at that point, when they go to, now they're on Google, you know what they're going to Google? Sebastian Maniscalco. (laughs) (laughs) And they're going to go, who the fuck was that guy who opened up Google? It would be a game changer. People would be calling their agents, managers. How the hell did Pete Corielli get to be Google guy? Oh, my God. Why don't they do that? Like, I mean, even movies should have had that, right? You know, Fury with Brad Pitt open soon. But first, here's your Google. (laughs) That's unbelievable, man. I think we're on to something. We always are. That's the problem. Everyone's making money. I wouldn't be surprised if those guys are having a goddamn book club in uh, Florida behind our back taking all of our ideas right now. <laughs> <laughs> they never stop coming with us, man. So the West Palm Improv, by the way, it's a great. I love that room, man. That's a fun room. Yeah, no, it's a great, great time. So I'm going to be there this weekend. Check out Pete at the, uh, you're in Phoenix, Arizona at the, what's it, House of Comedy? House of Comedy next week. I'm uh, trick or treating, man. Oh yeah, we got you in the in the Sadie in the wagon. Yeah, and you know my mother-in-law was telling me a story. Yes, and I'm still not going with costume, and it's still bothering Jackie. But my mother-in-law was telling me a story last year for Halloween because she came to my house and she's like, oh, Jackie's like, you're gonna love it, Pete. Everyone comes from all over to do it on our streets because of the sidewalks, and she's like, it's just so fun, and you're gonna love it. My mother-in-law. Not only gives out the big Snickers, the full-size ones, she puts a big barrel of those and and giant-size Twix all there and with a note, and happy Halloween, sorry, couldn't be there. Somebody came, dumped the whole thing in their bag. Of course. That's that's the world we live in, man. Well, I mean, listen, it's it's bad enough that she's given out huge... It's not bad, I'm just saying... Right. It's one thing to have the bite-sized Milky Way in there and then people steal it, but when people are seeing full-size Snickers, I'm surprised they didn't take the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that is the world we live in, man. They're probably looking at the Snickers going, if this lady's nice enough to leave giant-sized Snickers, she might be nice enough to leave her front door unlocked. <laughs> let me take a look-see. <laughs> oh, God. That's up there with that asshole who let the other guy plug in his computer. Who did that? <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. Good. Always great hanging, bro. Good hang. And uh, have fun in Phoenix, and uh, I'll see you soon. All right, and I just want to close by saying uh, I don't normally do this, but I may actually go alone 
to see Fury based on what you said to open this show. So oh, get ready for yeah, my rebuttal shit. review. All right. Best damn job I ever had. Best damn job I ever had. Da, da, da. What? <laughs> Acting for fucking $20 million in a tank? I bet it is the best damn job you ever had. All right. Anyway, great hanging. All right, man. Take care. Later. Bye. The show has ended. You know, tonight's show, he's a letter at a bunch of times. I just hope that that was special. It was really cool. Everybody, nice warm welcome for Pete Coriality! Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply.